That's right. Oh, and then I just stopped. What a, what a terrible intro. Oh, hello. Hi, Sam. Hi. Hi, Andrew. Hello from the distance of a Zoom window. <laughs> this seems familiar, but ever so, ever so, uh, ever so wanted. Uh, uh, unfamiliar? <laughs> well, someone didn't want to get in another Uber and drive all the way to the south side, so. Fuck me, right? <laughs> it's $35 again to your goddamn house. I'm sorry for screaming. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who are you apologizing to? I got headphones on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm screaming. <laughs> Your roommates are just so concerned to be like, oh, just... they're not here. I would not, I would, even if I, they were here, I would probably still scream and sing them out. I got volume control on this computer, man. You can scream all you want. I can just mute you. Oh, yeah. That's my power. Oh, are you, are you muting me right now? What? Hey. What? Who's saying that? Who, what? Back of shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh. oh well i'm okay it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks with my day job being too stressful and you know home ownership is home ownership and not that that's a bad thing but we're also getting we're starting to feel a little bad about ourselves the future wife and i about wedding planning so this has been a a great tee off to let let you and the listeners know that this is going to be Andy Mitchell's last show for a couple weeks, perhaps, so that um, he, meaning me, can get some extra homework done, take some mental health days off, not feel like he has to try to run to see an M. Night Shyamalan movie that he didn't see. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, it, it's okay, everyone. Every Hey, Filmies, uh, or Marys, or Killies, our fans, I, as I call you, don't yep. worry. Dad and Dad are not getting divorced. We're not. No, getting, no, we are not. We're literally just uh, we're 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 gaining a, a safe, healthy distance from each other. Even <laughs> that's that's what Zoom here. is for. <laughs> this is not saying we were arguing before, but like it, no. it's clearly just like uh, yeah, no, Andy. Of course, I completely understand. You you you've you've been the you've been the breadwinner and the fucking like. Uh, <laughs> No, you've you've taken on a lot of the legwork that I I have not done, uh, like just the audio descriptions mm. and just uploading and basically being being um being the mom and the dad and me just being the fun uncle that shows up every once in a while. <laughs> uh, so, dude, you absolutely deserve this break, and you absolutely deserve being uh, taking care of you first and foremost. Um, You're the Uncle Joey of this full house situation. I'm the Bob Saget and um, Colette, Colette is clearly, clearly yeah. the uh, John Stamos. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> why am I, why am, why have all three of us, I'm the, I'm now the most uh, racist of them. <laughs> is he the racist? I didn't know this, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean like, have you seen his standup? I, I can't say I have in a long time. It's I clean, would've... but it's also, he's, this is like videos of years ago. So I don't know. It's, it's technically clean comedy, mm-hmm. but it's also filled with racially insensitive impersonations. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's not cool. Uh, it's like, it's also great. Cause like it's clean comedy and like 
bubbles show up and they're like, ooh, bubbles, it's clean. And I'm like, I'd rather you say fuck in my face than than give me bubbles. Is that just something he's doing like to be different from Bob Saget? Because now Bob Saget is so defined by his filthy mouth. His filthy, filthy, terrible mouth. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's, he's, they both were doing parallel. Uh, I think it's uh, also, let me rephrase. I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I don't care what Uncle Joey's doing. Uh, but I do care about your mental health and I care about your you. wedding. And I hope that you will have all the fun. And I am probably going to, uh, it's great. It's great. Cause Andy, I forgot to mention, uh, I got, uh, I got Richard Roper on the show next week. It's going to be fantastic. Really? Uh, don't, don't hold me to that. I got things to say to him. That's for sure. I went bummed. I missed that. Do you sure you want to go? No, I, I, that would be a terrible, like. It's going to be Tommy Spears pretending to be Richard Roper. We all know, or Chris Thomas. <laughs> oh, if we're getting the Chris Thomas episode, finally. Oh man. Yeah. See, uh, this, this is how they finally get on. Like I, I, I failed to get them on during your hiatus. So um, this is, this is your chance to finally, you can say all the bullshit you want about me. I'll, <laughs> I will, I will say no bullshit. And I will say only the happiest of things. Oh. You're a beautiful bearded man with a beautiful wife and a beautiful house. And look at his in your life. <laughs> all right hey welcome to film mary kill um i don't know if we said welcome that film mary kill everyone how you doing <laughs> i'm andy this is sam um hi everyone it's me we talk, we talk about the movies we watched and make them be rated on the problematic fuck mary kill scale um i love you man the world is a beautiful place and i no longer want to die <laughs> is that the name of a band uh, don't Write to us at filmmarykillerprotonmail.com. Sam, what did you watch this week? What did you watch since the last time we recorded, more specifically? Oh, buddy. Uh, well, the last thing I watched was, well, after that, because it was technically Space Jam New Legacy, the last thing I watched after four. But uh, the after that, the, the next thing I watched was um, the 2020 film, uh, The Mole Agent. Oh, Oscar nominated. Was it for that year? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you seem, <laughs> seem mildly impressed. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, the, the other thing I watched was uh, I rewatched Pig, uh, Nicolas Cage's um, not thriller, but also very thrilling uh, uh, mm -hmm. search for his pig. Um, <laughs> then I followed up with uh, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Ah, uh, yes. Same day. Very, very fun. Very lovely. Probably the biggest, like, like, out of all the movies I've seen this year, and that includes Fast 9, like, in theaters, uh, Fast 9 and Old, and a couple other ones, like Zola and Black Widow, uh, Anthony Bourdain's Roadrunner was probably the most, like, cinematically uh, summer movie feeling. Like, it was packed. Wow. It was packed to the gills with Born Danies uh, and, and Bordanos. Uh, uh, that's what they call them. I feel like that's what they call themselves. Other, uh, I hope they don't call themselves Antheads. Um, but not it, for their own sake. For, for everyone's sake. Uh, but then the following day, I, I, I did the challenge of old, 
mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about it, I guess. Uh, it might I, come I, up, yeah. I watched uh, David Fincher's uh, thriller, uh, his underground thriller, uh, 1997's The Game. Um, and then I, I finished uh, a miniseries called Mayor of Easttown, starring <laughs> Kate Winslet. I still haven't started that. Um, I won't be asking about that because I feel like I'll eventually watch it and I don't want it spoiled. Although everyone, my dad mostly, is like, it's not really about who who did it. It's about the atmosphere, man. It's like, cool, but don't tell me who did it. That's weird that your dad would say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad's real real hippie-ish now. Um... Oh, since uh, certain like puff, puff, pass, pass laws? <laughs> he wishes. I don't know why he hasn't. Um... <laughs> Hey, do you want to hear what I watched since the last time we recorded? Absolutely, buddy. What'd you watch? Four things. I watched four things. One, um, I I inaugurated my 1500th logged letterbox film with a big old blind spot, a very popular film on this side that I had not seen. I watched Martin Scorsese's The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Now I can cross it off. I did. We don't have to do this, Sam, as a challenge, but I also thought to myself, you know what? I am going to watch the MCU in order at some point. So I'll just start. And I rewatched Iron Man on the 22nd. Uh, then that Friday, I, it's funny. I ended up starting this kind of late uh, and stayed like nine something. Cause I was at home being stressed out, trying to do some like personal budgeting and cleaning uh, while Colette was out with some friends. And I ended up watching the HBO max documentary, uh, Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. And then just the other night, this is the 28th that we're recording. Uh, so last night, I after finishing building some uh, IKEA furniture and setting up the downstairs so for its uh, soon-to-be-perfect home theater space, uh, nice. I inaugurated, well, I inaugurated the, the TV down there in the space by watching the first 20 minutes of Homecoming, a film uh, by Beyonce. Yeah. Um, but then the first full movie was the Tom Hanks starring Western from last year, directed by Paul Greengrass, News of the World. So yeah, that's what I watched this week. Oh boy. All right. Shall we get to our film Mary Kills and see who plays who, who challenges who, Batman? All right. Uh, flip the coin. I, I <laughs> You're kind to let that go because I was thinking like, oh, this... Something showed I need a mental health holiday more than that weird impression. I don't know what. All right. I'm going to say right now, heads. All right. right. You're going to say heads. I'm going to flip the coin. And it's heads. Okay, you got me again. Uh... All right. What are you going to do? Going to give or receive? I'm going to receive. Okay. All right, Sam, of the film's you watched i would like you to film mary kill the mole agent roadrunner and old why you just why you just like you could pre-assign it already uh (laughs) all right sorry i made your job easy sam what can i do i know i i know all right, uh, mole agent, roadrunner, and old. Okay. Um. Uh, 
Okay. Well, I'm gonna fuck the mole agent. Okay. It it it's a a, a very um. Have you seen it? I can't remember if you've seen it or not. I've not seen the mole agent. It's a a, a documentary about a 73 year old man. Or I guess like an 80, 80-year-old, 80 83-year-old man going into a, a retirement community, mm-hmm. uh, trying to find out if he, if um, if some he was hired by a, a private investigator to go into a retirement agent, retirement community to find out if somebody is stealing from a certain person, mm. or a certain like. Uh, uh, a certain uh a certain c- certain community person uh it is uh it, it stretches the believability of like how is this not staged <laughs> there's a lot of like uh uh straight there's a lot of like sets that it feels like they're not actually detective offices or like actual outdoors of the garden but like also how are how are no one like how's no one like Saying to the saying to the camera people like, "Hey, you can't be in here. <laughs> These are old people. Uh, uh, leave them leave them the fuck alone." Uh, there, there's a lot of great um, great moments and great like great sad moments too. Like there's a ev- there's a lot of there's a lot of fun moments where like um, they they have struggle. He struggles to learn how to use his cellular phone and he has troubles like learning how to use Skype. And sending voice, saying don't voice, we all? As we do, as we all do. Uh, which, gosh, I need to tell you this really funny story real quick. Uh, <laughs> I was I was on the phone with somebody about a medical thing. Uh, I don't want to get. I'm I'm fine, everyone. Uh, but I was very. Uh, this person, uh, I could guess their age because they said the words. You could take a picture of it with your cell phone. With your, you could take a cell phone picture. You <laughs> cell phone uh and i was like oh you are clearly over 70 uh <laughs> it's it's one of those things that was very fun uh but the it's a it's a it's a very uh quirky ro- very quirky documentary i question on whether or not it's entirely real it's mm. a lot of moments are like he's clearly like getting distracted with like just the community of the retirement community itself like they have a giant party and like uh he's he's uh he's he's dubbed the king of the retirement home and <laughs> he also there's a woman that is that is absolutely in love with him and he kind of needs to shoot her down a few times sure it's, it's very it's very uh funny and sweet there are a few moments though that que- that make me question the 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 parental units of uh, or like the, the actually the children of the of the elderly people because there's one there's one person in the community that's like and I hate to spoil this because it's a really sad sad moment but like there's one person that thinks that they're like much younger and that they're waiting for their mom to pick them up the entire time. Oh, it is super sad. Aww. Every time it happens because she keeps calling them and is like. When are you gonna pick me up, mommy? When are you gonna pick me up? I'm like, she's just like almost in tears, and it's so effing sad. And they, but the, but it always plays. But the documentary plays it like a joke a little bit, and I'm like, oh. 
it, it's it's it gets lighter, but it's still like it's still very like ugh. It, it's very very icky in how I feel about how you treat uh, how you should treat the elderly, especially with people with dementia. Understood. Yeah. Uh, that and Andy, I guess that that makes this a pretty easy guess between old and roadrunner. Uh, <laughs> very road roadrunner. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a goddamn delight. Uh, it was one of the most. Uh, it, it it was a packed theater at the Music Box, which I, I knew it. I knew when she said it was like packed summer movie. I was already thinking about the movie that I saw that felt like that most too, and it was like the same theater. It was like. I saw it like, did you saw you saw this on a Friday? So you must have saw an opening weekend, maybe one of the yep. early showings. Yep. People had to get in there, the 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 boardies. The Anthony's. Uh <laughs> all what they like to be called, I'm sure. Uh it's a delight. Like it's insane. There's like I, I'm not a big fan of no reservation, but I, I definitely like seen a couple of episodes. I've seen parts unknown. I know his work. I, I know his his oeuvre, I guess. I didn't know how like how intense he got and how kind of uh 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 kind of micromanaging he got with it and like how much of an artist he truly treated that show to be Hmm. uh it's there is a few things where you realize like oh i guess his life started when he was 43 uh Hmm. because they don't they don't go anything beyond like him writing kitchen confidential like they don't go anything prior to that like we don't Hmm. see his we see glimpses of his like personal life when he was a kid, but like they're very small. Hmm. And, like it's basically like up until he started the show and up until his tragic demise. Um, hmm. it's, it's very, it's a, it, it's so you could hear the when the emotional stuff is happening, you could hear the pin drop because hmm. it's like or like dead silent and like every, you could kind of hear people gasping and like kind of holding their breath in because they're so. Uh, uh, distraught over it. Uh, I, I myself got a little emotionally. Um, got sorry, I got a little emotional mm-hmm. when I, a few of those things because I I could relate to them. Um, and and it was uh, it it just it it was a great return to the to the Cineplex, a great a great return to people coming into movie theaters again. Yeah, I mean. Uh, not not to derail, but I mean the the first like feeling summer movie it wasn't packed per se, but when we Colette and I saw In the Heights at the Music Box, that was that was quite an experience, and I I imagine it was something a lot like that uh, for uh, Roadrunner. Yeah, it was. It was really it was really good. Can I tell you your In the Heights story reminded me of a of my In the Heights experience? Can I tell you what it was? Please do. Yeah, we never talked about it. And it came out while you were oh, yeah. uh, on hiatus. Oh, by the way, uh, In the Heights is one of the best musicals I've seen in the last five years. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's one of my so favorite good. movies of the year, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's up there. It's up there uh, for both of us. So um, what's, your, what's the story? It's, it's oh, oh, yeah. So my my friend and I, who we, we, we went to theaters, we went to theater, uh, uh, college together sorry we went to college together in the theater theater department we grew up together uh and we we also we so we just decided to go to see in the heights together and uh andy i've never been more aware i was in idaho than when i saw in the heights 
to a like half empty theater <laughs> and me and my friend who was from who like was born in chicago but moved but his parents moved into boise and he was like he went back to chicago he he and i were kind of we saw each other a lot when i was moving and he was moving out um but we were both very aware of like oh this is idaho <laughs> like a lot of people are like there was no one clapping no one like cheering. It was just him and me were basically like fuck yeah to like ev- to like all the fun things but like there like there were like gray hairs and people were kind of like muffling like i can't understand they're talking too fast and i'm like ah this is so uh it's so weird uh and it, it was just a lovely it was a lovely reminder of my home state um <laughs> but yeah in the heights it was uh, it's probably one of the most magical uh musicals i've seen uh, nice that must have felt weird to be like that was amazing and for other people to be like nah it was fine well it was also they were just very quiet but then i saw a film i saw summer of soul with a in a different like indie house mm-hmm. and uh a different type of idahoans the the progressive idaho liberals and they were fucking cheering like it was amazing yeah <laughs> it was amazing it was so fun uh, uh it, it was like we were all grooving a little bit we were all like kind of dancing I think I saw I really wanted to get up and just start like getting up and dancing when the when the when the movie was starting going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, uh, it, it's a beautiful day in Idaho. Uh, well, um, speaking of travel, um, so the the beach and old again, don't I Colette still wants to see it. I still want to see it. I kind of don't want it spoiled, but did old, old was uh old didn't work for you <laughs> no uh <laughs> <laughs> all right no, it, uh, it did not uh i don't want i don't want to discolor your your viewing of the film it's there it's not without merit there's some good uh there's some good scenes uh there, there's some good separate scenes out of context and there's some good camera work there's there's some story elements of course that don't work and and uh, I don't I, I'm scared I, I don't know why M Night Shyamalan believes he can write uh, <laughs> uh, compelling dialogue or even like interesting characters. Um, it's it's uh, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, if this was a fa- there's a good movie in here. <laughs> there's a good movie here. I don't know why it. I, he keeps adding. I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna let you. In, I'll let you and Colette watch it on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it it would be prime for a fan re-edit. Ooh, ooh, okay. Which which we'll we'll eventually talk about um, when you get back because I, I my, that was my I, before you announced uh, you were going to be going on a little bit of a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna give you a very fun suggestion, but I will wait on that later. Oh, okay, okay. I'll let I'll let you I'll let you hold hold on to that. Oh, um, but also uh, one more thing. Uh, if Roadrunner was packed to the gills, like a big theater theater experience, Old was like prepared for that, but it was literally just three people and one of them, me, another, uh, my friend, and a guy in the back. Like, what, was, what like, time did you go see this? Uh, Saturday. <laughs> At night? No, Saturday afternoon. Oh, it was okay. a it was an afternoon matinee, but still. Oh. 
Still, yeah, was, that's opening it weekend. So it was it was at the biggest theater. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> we, saw we, we saw it at Regal, uh, Regal North City. Nice. And it, was like, it was like they're they're packed. Like the ones they break out for it wasn't the 4DX, thank God, mm-hmm. or the IMAX. It was like the big, huge, like big screen. My friend and I were just sitting up front. The guy was like way in the back. And my friend really hated it. He was hung over and he was really, this did not cure it. He was very upset and he almost walked out a few times. Oh, wow. He almost like like said like, hey, can I leave? And like, I said, we got like 10 more minutes. And he's like, yeah, I know. Can I leave? And I'm like, like, just give it, just sit down, uh, Chris Damon, asshole. Uh, Yeah, it was a, (laughs) it was, it was a very fun, um, it was a very fun, delightful show uh, that it was a, it, it would have been a great comedy if it was played a little differently. Uh, All right. Well, so I'm going to kill old. Sorry. There's, there's a, there's a whole filmography to curse someone with, like <laughs> try to start, start strong and just get more and more bizarre and twisted from there with like little bits of gold here and there. Yeah. Uh, like like uh like corn and shit uh, <laughs> sorry oh. sorry well speaking of corn and shit woodstock 99 um oh god <laughs> uh, well let's let's get started i'm gonna pick the ones that uh that i want to talk i want you to talk about okay great you rewatched iron man correct i rewatched iron man yes when was the last time you saw it oh god before, um before that. Well, definitely before uh, before I started logging stuff on Letterbox. So we're talking like before 2016. Um, okay, so it wasn't, but you'd say you didn't see it in the theaters the, the last time you saw. It. I oh, I wow. did see it. I know I saw it in theaters. Um, I know I've seen it at least twice. Um, okay. Yeah, I might have. I'm trying to either like rented it and watch it with friends or on like a church retreat or something or no it didn't it didn't even come out when i was on a church retreat um that's i don't know i saw it in theaters and probably saw it on dvd at one point maybe maybe my third maybe my second and a half viewing of iron man okay well i'll i'll uh i'll go a different route uh andy do wolf of wall street woodstock 99 and news of the world ah yes news of the world um news of the world this is a little tough actually um i will well i'll 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 do this i'll take this might be a hot take to some folks um uh i'm just gonna fuck wolf of wall street (laughs) Um, oh andy (laughs) i know i know a lot of y'all on the letterbox love it there's a lot of people i respect who think this is one of scorsese's five-star films um it is <laughs> it was me <laughs> it's it's i know it's a rewatchable too it is on the it, they did a podcast of the rewatchables on this um so maybe if i i watch it again it 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 becomes more fun i don't uh, it's 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 a scorsese film so it's not like terrible quality and i'm not and, and i'm not against it for like a kind of moralizing reason of like you know 
why are we glorifying bad people? It's just a Scorsese movie. The guy made Goodfellas. Um, but I couldn't help yeah. but feel like, man, the guy made Goodfellas. Like, this is kind of like Goodfellas, but this only it's for a job mm-hmm. that people actually have and still have. Like, I was, I was thinking about it in a way, I'll, I'll say in praise of it, like, it does seem like a more bone deep, terrifying <laughs> kind of story if you're thinking about like if it's like a goodfellas type story or just like a uh a rise and fall of a of a perhaps unrepentant criminal um just the fact that like oh he spoiler alert he kind of gets away with it i mean he loses a lot but he also kind of like he he seems he seems un uh, Jordan Belfort, uh, our main character played by Leonardo DiCaprio, seems mostly undisturbed by his crimes and kind of annoyed that he doesn't get to keep doing them in the kind of same way that like Ray Liotta's character um, gets feels that way throughout Goodfellas. I guess there was part of me was thinking about how you know with a movie like Goodfellas when the crime is organized crime and. You know, murder, thieving, mayhem, um, being a gangster. There's enough of like a remove from that, maybe by virtue of like the movie history and things like The Godfather and Scarface and James Cagney, where there's enough of like a kind of remove of gangster. It's not like a job you go to college for versus like big white collar capitalist crime, um, which is like, yeah, anyone could do this. Um and people keep doing it and it doesn't seem to stop that in a way it feels it feels scarier um but it also i i i was hoping to feel like it seems like people who love it like just are like fucking eyes wide open jaw to the floor just like i can't believe how crazy this movie is um to which i just think like yeah i it it's crazy but i wasn't quite the more i think about it the more i admire it i just knew like as i was watching it i was just thinking like god this movie's a lot (laughs) um yeah yeah i i'm not as against it as josh larson famously was on the uh film spotting episode where they reviewed this movie but um i definitely have more sympathy toward those who aren't like uh, so who who are skeptical of its masterpiece status. So I, don't know, I, I might watch it again, but I also am kind of like, I'm just, I'm glad I got it crossed off the list. That's my hot take that I liked Wolf of Wall Street, but it wasn't gonna, gonna be the one I marry out of these. Which isn't to say that the one I marry is one I'm like also like super like, oh, you guys gotta watch this. It's good, but uh, Woodstock 99, uh, Peace, Love and Rage, is something I've been kind of like be, become more fascinated in the same way I became sort of like a little too obsessed with like the history of Charles Manson around the time of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> like I listened to the You Must Remember This podcast series and read uh, a biography about him that uh, that podcast was largely based on. Um, so I became a little obsessed. A few weeks ago, maybe it was even just all last week. I, I mean, I knew this movie was coming out. They were advertising it a bunch on uh, the Ringer because uh, Bill Simmons is the executive producer on it, and 
one of the uh, the journalists who's interviewed uh, a writer and podcaster I really enjoy named Stephen Hyden um, was advertising it as well. He hosted an eight part podcast series that's on Luminary, um, which is a paid podcasting service, uh, an eight part series kind of like breaking down the history and legacy of Woodstock 99. I did a seven day free trial and just kind of binged all eight episodes over the course of few days and then i watched this film and it's it it was it's certainly interesting to see um the actual footage rather than hear it described um it's it's interesting to um they try to do a little bit more like connecting the events of woodstock 99 with what was happening in the culture at the time of like bringing out how 1999 was the year of Fight Club. It was the year of Columbine. It was the year of um, people being freaked out by Y2K and the Monica Lewinsky scandal kind of really heightened or concluded something. That's all that came to a fever pitch. Um, I think it does a better job a bit too of like kind of explaining how the dream of the 90s was kind of like collapsing or at least like being met with a counter force against some of the more feminist ideals that Kurt Cobain and uh, Eddie Vedder and uh, like Riot Girl and Courtney Love, all these folks, uh, Kathleen Hanna, just got to drop names of people from the 90s who are awesome. Uh, all that stuff was kind of getting pushed aside by this kind of like counter movement or counter like culture of things that were just a kind of like angry but like in a banshee without a purposeful way and uh yeah it's a fascinating documentary um it's if you haven't listened to the podcast and i don't blame you if it, it, it might cost you money unless you want to do a free trial uh you're going to hear some of the same sound bites some of the same talking points get brought up in both of those things which again makes sense they're both were produced by the ringer but uh, which would you recommend uh, if you were to pick one or the other uh, for for someone who just watched? Were you able to like watch the documentary or watch the watch listen to the podcast? I actually I like the podcast more. Um, I think the podcast also does a, one of the episodes of the podcast uh, is about also puncturing the myth of Woodstock as a whole. Um, Oh, okay. It's funny because like he, Stephen Hyden was a recent guest on you, uh, the uh, Next Picture Show podcast because they paired that with Summer of Soul. And it's, uh, you know, he kind of talked a little bit about how the documentary helped build up the myth of Woodstock being like a kind of utopian ideal where a lot of people gathered and everyone got along um, and hippie music ruled the day. And it was peace, love and rock and roll. Um, when in reality, that's it. It's a mere. It's more of less. He describes it like as a miracle. It wasn't a huge disaster. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the podcast gets a little more in depth about like sort of the shenanigans and chicanery and sort of the yeah, just the sort of similar bad faith and kind of you know capitalist villains <laughs> behind Woodstock '99. Yeah. The documentary doesn't go as hard on like the town's mayor or the organizer. Although, as I as I mentioned in my review, which is getting an astounding number of likes, double digit likes currently, um, they 
one of the uh, organizers of Woodstock oh, 99, wow. a man named John Schur, agreed to sit down and be interviewed for both this podcast and this documentary, agrees to be on camera, and still, with like 20 years of hindsight, says some just stupid shit. <laughs> I'll just say stupid assholey shit, like kind of stupid assholey victim blaming shit when it comes to like questions about the sexual assaults that happened uh on the uh on the premises of Woodstock 99. It's I I if you can get to the podcast, I recommend that uh more. Um but if you can, if you need uh just you don't have however many hours it takes, um you know, less than two hours. Uh, Woodstock 99 is a nice little music documentary. Some good music documentaries this year. Not as good as Summer of Soul, but or Tina, but still good, good music documentary. Um, and that means I'm going to kill News can, of the can World. I, can I ask? Yes. Can I ask you up? one thing? I'm going to move the computer to because you're breaking up every three seconds. Oh, okay. I can't understand you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Give me one moment. This is why you haven't interrupted me because you're just. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I, I... Hi, this is Andy from the land of the hyenas. Around this time, the recording gets a little disjointed. Um, Sam had trouble hearing me due to internet connectivity issues from my home going to his home. Do forgive us. Yeah, uh, go ahead, though, with News of the World. So I'm going to kill News of the World, which... To be honest, I thought it was kind of dull. It's it's a fine Western. Um, it's got Tom Hanks um, and Paul Greengrass directing. He plays the world's earliest version of a newscaster, like a guy who just goes from town to town to read the newspapers to people um, as a sort of like evening entertainment. Um, and he comes across uh, a young girl um who uh, had been kidnapped by native americans um and has to have her travel with him to try to reunite her with her biological family um it takes place in texas after the civil war so there's a lot of like a kind of dread and there's a like an attempt at least to talk about the country that was the still kind of like racist and bitter country that was down there in Texas after the uh, after the Civil War, perhaps even trying to tie it to now a bit. Um, I, I applaud the effort, but it ultimately was still just kind of like a bit dull. There was a great there's a great shootout, though, um, or at least a, a real tense moment after some town ruffians uh, are upset that um, that Tom Hanks won't sell this 13 year old girl to them for, you know, the purpose of raping. Um, then they try to go after him with guns and the following scene is, is weirdly the highlight of this, like a very tense, uh, well-staged bit of Paul Greengrass action. But as I wrote on Letterboxd, I feel like it's, it, it's the kind of Western that I feel like my dad would fall asleep during, but then say, yeah, that was good <laughs> as he woke up. So, hmm um so yeah that's that's what i think about news of the world all right so sam those are our films mm -hmm. our marys and our kills you could try to challenge me something but let's let's talk a bit about about the pain of old what the hell happened that i ended up being super late to old um 
I can't, I, I can't even. I, I really didn't know what you just said. What did you just say? <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, I was I was gonna try to say like if you could try to challenge me, and I was gonna try to tell you the the pain of trying to go see old. See, this past Saturday, I had planned <laughs> on taking a big bike ride and going to see Pig by myself because Colette was yeah. doing a um, uh, she was working with John, I believe our our friend who uh you went to film school with john barnes yeah fucking uh uh uh, go frogs john barnes (laughs) sure um i I love that guy hey john what's up (laughs) (laughs) she was she was working with him to tape an audition um and i thought i was gonna go watch pig and then we'd have dinner and we'd go see old um but then it turned out that the furniture that was supposed to come Friday didn't come till Saturday. So I had to stay home and wait for the furniture to come. And then I thought, I guess I'm building furniture today. So mm-hmm. I was building the couch. And then as we thought, let's go, let's go see this movie at this time. But she's like, let's go out to dinner first. So we went out to dinner at a restaurant in our neighborhood and great restaurant. I will, I don't want to say the name because we're going to be critical about it in a bit. And we both legit love the food at this restaurant but our server was very new and very slow. <laughs> and so by the time we left, we're like, oh, we're not gonna make this movie. <laughs> like we're completely late for the screening we wanted to see. And then like the other screenings were like at nine and 10 at night. And we're like, I'm too old and too tired. I can't, I don't wanna go see a movie that I'm just gonna fall asleep during. Um, we tried to drive out to the AMC, uh, the big one in, uh, in like River North. Again, by the time we got there, it was sort of like, I was like, do you want it? Do you really want to see this movie? Because like, I was just thinking like, look, if we're 20 minutes late, that just means we missed the previews, right? We could still make it. But it's like, but do you really want to? And I thought, no. So we we went and got ice cream instead and then went home. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I blame I blame the new I hope that new server at our new favorite restaurant gets uh, gets better so that we don't miss movies in the future. More technical difficulties followed here. Sam was trying to challenge me to possibly watch a fan edit of a film. We talked a little bit on the phone about our history with fan edits, uh, the Soderbergh and the Star Wars variety. Maybe that'll come on a later episode. But for now, let's just wind this down. You, well, okay. Do, let's not do a challenge because of technical difficulties. Okay. But Andy, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for th- thank you so much for being here and being. Uh, uh, I can't wait for you to come back. I love you, and I'll I'll miss you. I, I, I hope you can see me do the the actor thing. <laughs> oh, I can see you do that. Like uh, I can see you do the, the happy the happy kitty. Yeah, the hungry yeah. kitty. <laughs> yeah. Sam, I can't wait to hear whatever you do. I'm going to type this into the chat and so you understand what I say. <laughs> Andy, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. All right. Let's let's close it up. Let's let's see you. We'll see you when we see you next time on film. Mary, Chappelle, Chappelle.